Hey, it's Keith from Alien Ghost Robot Creative Media. Two quick notes. First, hang around after the credits to hear some trailers from other audio fiction podcasts you might like. Second, if you're enjoying this show and would like to support it and other programs like it, I'd be thrilled to have you join my Patreon. You can listen to all our shows ad-free and get some cool perks too. The link is in the show notes or at thelovetalker.com. Thanks. The Love Talker is a folk horror audio fiction production and contains mature content, including adult language, violence, domestic abuse, and sexual assault. A complete list of content warnings for this episode can be found in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. For the best audio experience, we recommend listening with headphones. doing what what's going on we have to go what now get in the car wait I, i don't understand get in the car yes okay anything you want in the muzzle flash i see the man who fired one of the locals in overalls but he's wearing a crude hooded mask it's painted white with huge staring eyes like an owl Tyler sits in the car. There's broken glass in his lap. He looks confused. Why is he just sitting there? Stop! Tyler flinches, raises his hands as the back window blows out. The birdshot grazes his ear, his cheek, leaving streaks of blood. But he just sits there. Alface reaches into his pocket, reloading. Ram! What? 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 Come on, run! Now! Okay! There's only one way to run. Back into town. The church is lit from within. An ancient tower looming over us. The front doors swing open. The townspeople come rushing out. They're all wearing masks made to look like animal heads or demons or strange primal shapes. There, behind them is the tightly wound shape of Sister Genevri, her face masked by the image of a pale woman with six eyes and adorned with curling antlers. All right, come on. I grab Tyler's wrist, pull him into the darkness between the general store and the hostel. Get down. Quiet. I'm bleeding. Shut up. Wait. Lay over here, Summers. Okay. 
Wait for it. Soon to be dead. To darkness born and darkness wed. Evil mounds, child. Saved by doctor's guile. Into deception led. Oh, I know that voice. Under the owl-faced mask is Charles Pugh. He's been wanting to kill me for years. Cursed of the land. He's going past. Wait. Wait. Now! I grab his mask, twist it on his head. God damn it! He can't see. His free hand trying to wrench the mask back into place. He's swinging the shotgun around. Oh, too close. Grab his arm. Point the gun up. Into the air. Tyler knocks him over. He drops the shotgun, too. Come on! One sec. Wait, Rand! What are you doing? Don't shoot him! He tried to kill us. Think he won't do it again? Rand, they're coming! He finally gets the mask oriented on his face. I see his terrified eyes through its holes as he stares up at me. Pathetic. Empty. Rand! Oh, fine! We're running full tilt up the mountain, away from town and the people. I'm trying to lose them in the trees, but the bushes and branches seem alive, trying to grab us as we plunge past. But it's not going to be enough. They'll see us. They'll be right behind us. Shotgun's too heavy. I drop it. Useless without any shells, anyway. We break through onto a trail. The one that leads away from town, up the mountain, toward the ridgeline, toward the fire pit where I found Janet's burned clothes. I expect to see masked people with axes and rifles waiting to meet us, but there's no one. And I see why. There's a, there's a fire. Flames lick up the walls of the doctor's house. Fire that strong will take the whole house. The townsfolk are rushing to keep it from spreading, getting water from the pump house. Good. Come on. This feels familiar. The trees here feel darker, older. There's a heaviness in the air and, and a smell. Soil, moisture, compost and decay. I, I've never been here before, but it feels like I have. Ran? Huh? What? Oh, uh... Okay. I think we bought ourselves some time. Do you have your phone? Uh, no, it's, it's in the car. Uh, oh, great. Well, what about yours? I, uh, I think it's um, in the fire. Past the heavy shadows, through the branches, I can just make out a small column of smoke rising from Kilroan. I hope he screamed.
Oh, what do you mean? Uh, forget it. You're bleeding on your face. It looks pretty shallow, though. Have you hit anywhere else? I, I don't think so. Todd, what are you even doing here? I had to find you. Why? Because... Because I was worried about you. You drove all the way here from Saltville into the mountains and along unmarked gravel roads in the middle of the night, not even knowing if I was still here or where I might be in town because you were worried about me? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's crazy, Ty. You're crazy. What? What's going on with you? I... I don't know. I... Please, don't be angry with me. I... I think about you all the time. I... I just wanted to talk. I can't deal with this right now. This same old shit. Stop. Just... Stop. Okay. He stares at me, wounded. Like a kicked puppy. He disgusts me. Ty was never like this before... Before we... I'm trying to figure something out, okay? Is that an old building? Where? There. That looks like a wall and a broken window. It's hard to make out in the dark, but I see it. In the shadows, overgrown. A fallen house. Made of stone. Big. Maybe it had been fancy in its day. There's something about this place. Ren. He tries to take my hand. Don't... What is wrong with... With him? I don't understand what's happening. We, we have to get out of here. We, we have to call the police. I was trying to do just that when you showed up. Only now they've probably disabled your car too. Why are they trying to kill you? Because... Because I... I reckon he's your father. You are cursed more than you know. Ren? I want to look around. We shouldn't stay. They, they could be coming. Where are we going to go? There's got to be another trail down the mountain, doesn't there? No. I want to look around. The forest has almost taken everything back from this manor. There's nothing left inside but space. The roof has collapsed. Instead of grass, there is moss carpeting the stony earth. The ground is uneven, overturned in places. Almost like a garden, but patchy, without any sense of purpose. I think... I think I used to dream about this place. This is the smell. Do you smell that? It smells like compost. Hmm. Earth and decay... Yeah. I had such horrible dreams when I lived here growing up. Of this place, of something in the forest. Of feeling like I'm drowning in something warm and wet. I mean, they, they got better when I left. But in high school, they started up again. About this house, have you ever been here before? Not that I remember. But I must have. Something happened here. 
Are you okay? I... I've missed you, and... Fine. I... I'm fine. Really? We're near what used to be the front door now. I crouch down and trace my fingers through the wet soil, turning over the moss that covers a bump on the ground. There's barely enough moonlight to see. My... My first mother, not Mama Hannah, but the one who looked after me here. She beat me, you know. With sticks and belts. Ran. The soil gives way. I only have to scratch down a little bit to find it. Slender length of bone. Only a few inches long. Another identical one right next to it. Tiny arm bones. Move a little more earth. Little fingers. Twisted and misshapen, but... There they are. And the doctor in town, he knew. He did things to me. The scars on my back, I think he gave them to me. Cutting things out. What? From the arm, upwards, pushing away more soil to find this little child's skeletal chest. The ribs are fused together. And there's something else. A sheet of something. Hard and translucent like fingernails. Cotton. Like on an insect. No one would talk to me. No one would play with me. They were afraid of me. There it is. I dig that tiny skull out of the ground. I can hold the whole thing in my palm. It's mostly intact, but it's oddly shaped. Bulbous. With horn-like projections from its upper jaw. And three eye sockets. Two tiny skulls fused together. Maybe it wanted to be twins, but it just couldn't no matter how hard it tried. What is that? Sister... What? The ground here. There must be more of them. Crawling from... From out of the house. Where are you going? Inside. Why? It it looks unsafe. It's dark. I don't want anything to happen to you. Let's just go. I'm going in. Ren, please. The shadows cling to everything like tar... The place reeks of moisture and mildew and something thicker, heavier. The floor is layered with dirt. Vines cling to the stone walls. Most of the house has fallen in on itself, but there's still the great room with a fireplace, a high ceiling, a door leading to the cellar. Oh, God. These are... These are... Yep. Bones. By the size, mostly human. Or maybe from some large animal. Scattered around carelessly as you might after a meal. The soil covering the floor is a deep 
black. It's like a bear or a mountain lion or something lives here. Let's go. Please. I have been here before. Hey. Is this... It's a pack. It's wedged under some debris. The frame is bent. The material stained and torn. What are you doing? See if anything's in here. It belonged to a hiker like Janet was, right? Maybe. Maybe the same person that killed her killed this person. We don't know that Janet was killed. Not for certain. She was. It could have been an accident. She could have fallen or... She was killed, Ty. She was killed here in Kill Ruin. Now, how do you know that? Because the doctor told me... Look, I just know, okay? There. A working flashlight. Okay, good. So can we please... Look. In the dirt. It's, uh... It's... Like... Tracks? There's something dragging. And... Tiny, tiny footprints. Coming from the stairs, which are smeared with mud and dirt. Please, let's just go. Not yet. It's not safe. Don't touch me. I'm going down there. But why? I don't understand. Because I, I just have to. Something, something is familiar, and I, I have to know. I have to see. You can come with me or wait here. I don't care which. stone stairs are stained and scratched. Things have crawled up these steps. The air is thick. Eh, mold. Rot. Something else I can't place. Musky and spicy and strange. Tyler's behind me. Why did he come all this way? I have dreamed of this place. The cellar. Bare earth floor. The ruddy clay is uneven, mounted up high in spots. The walls, too, are natural earth, and some parts of them have been dug out, like... catacombs. The smell... I know this smell. God. Ran. Look. More tiny, misshapen skeletons with twisted spines or strange insect-like growths. They're only a couple feet tall. Angels. Oh. Some of them are sprawled near the stairs. Others lay against the wall in attitudes of desperation. As if they tried to climb the earth there and then fell, exhausted, and died. Are these children? Like the bones we found outside? Not all of them make it up the stairs. But these are not the only residents of the cellar. The flashlight shows them to me. All along the walls, 
Over here, this. What is this? It's like... Like a grave or something. It's... There's a... A divot in the floor. Dirt mounted up around it. Mm-hmm. I think... I think something dug itself out. Bigger than those children. As big as a man. Maybe bigger. In my dreams, I'm surrounded by the soil. I can feel the vibrations of every living thing for miles. I hear the bones of the earth grind together. I am... attached. I see it. Wait, where are you going? There they are. So many of them. The women... You can tell because of the tattered, rotting remains of clothes on some of them. They're all women. And they're all dead. Side by side. Some of them are little more than bits of crumbling bone now. Some, more recent, have strands of hair or teeth still in their skulls. Dozens of them. More... How many more than this have rotted away? There's something... uh, One of them... uh, It's one of the newer ones. She's been dead... I don't know, maybe 20 years? Her empty eye sockets seem to look at me with... Kindness... Brittle hands rest lightly on her chest. She's wearing white. There's moldering lace trim. The belly of the dress is torn open. Ragged edges hanging wide. Stained. Torn from the inside. Scratches in the earth leading away. Tiny footprints. I need air. Ran? Hey, Ran! Wait! Come back! Wait! Please! Okay. Okay, so... Janet... They burned her. And bring her here. Why not? He leans into me, placing his hands on my shoulders. I let him this time. I don't understand any of this. I think the man who killed Janet uses this place to put his victims. Man? Just a man? You mean like a serial killer? Was she... Was Janet down there? No. No, they burned her. What? Why? They're covering it up. They're covering it all up. And all the dead children, too. What are they? I... I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I do. No, I don't. I I don't. I... I don't want to think about it. Not right now. There was a 
deformed man the sister kept. He could have been one of these children grown up. They find them, these misshapen kids. The doctor tries to fix them. The sister raises them, and no one... No one stops the murders from happening, and they... They want to kill me because I know. No, they want to kill me because I'm... Shut up! They... They think I'm one of them. One of the mountain children. Hair of red, child of grave. That's ridiculous. Is it? Leave me alone! And now we have no car. We're lost somewhere in the mountains and have a whole town of people trying to kill us. We'll figure something out. I... I will not let anything hurt you. You... You are too important. We'll be fine. What what are you doing? I it's just I your hair, I I love the way it smells and I Are you fucking serious? Right now? You wanna cuddle with me? Smell my hair? If if you want me to, I I Fuck off, Ty. Ow! I throw the light at him. It bounces off his chest, lands on the ground, its beam pointed up at the roof of the house. On the remains of the chimney. What is that? If you have ever seen a cicada's shed skin clinging to a tree, you'll understand. At first, you think it's the real thing. It's a perfect outline of the insect itself. But it's translucent, made of something hard and waxy, hollow. Split down the back so that the insect could squirm out. The thing clinging to the chimney was like a cicada skin. Only more slender, longer, with six graceful limbs. And it was over seven feet long. I can't... Wait! Look at that view. I'm at the top of Heartsore Drop. I don't know why I remember that name, but I do. Sister Genevieve hated it, but wouldn't stop talking about it. It rises over the church, looks down on the whole town. I think I remember looking up at it from there in the churchyard. And never from this angle. It makes me feel tall, powerful. I can see for miles. The fire in the doctor's house is still burning, but it will be out soon. There's a bucket brigade from the well. Others are raking away leaves and debris, making a quick fire break. What? What was that back there? They call him the gentleman, the jarfly man, the gancana, the love talker. I... I don't know. Can can we just sit down and rest for a minute? 
All right. Am I a monster? What? No, of course not. Are you sure? You're beautiful. Funny, smart. I love the way you talk to me. How could you be a monster? What's strange is... If I was a monster... It doesn't bother me all that much. Even though I know it should. But you're not, love. Did I kill Frankie? No. It was a suicide. But I told him he to... He made the choice. He couldn't handle breaking up with you. Who could blame him, really? But the choice was his. You shouldn't feel guilty. You know something? I don't. I think... Maybe that's a problem. Can we... Can we talk about... You and me? Why are you here? I told you, I, I was looking for you. Yes, but why? I was worried. Not good enough. What do you mean? Did you tell anyone you were coming? Your dad? I... No, I just got in the car and I... Did you know where you were going? I... I had GPS until I got into the mountains. So you had no plan and told no one? People worry, Ty, sure. But worrying is staying home and thinking about the other person. Maybe calling them occasionally or texting. But they don't do what you did. Why are you here? Because I can't be without you. Because there's this... This voice in my head that hums your name over and over. I close my eyes. I see you. When you're not there, it's like I don't exist. I need to hear your voice. You have to speak me into existence. I love you so much, Ren. I am broken inside for you. We have to be together, please. Please, just tell me what to do. I'll do it. Let go of me. I... I need you to be near me. Make love to me, Ren, please. What? I miss your body so much. Are you insane? I... I think I am. God, Ren, please. I, I don't care. I don't care. Just love me. Get your hands off of me. Huh? Just like that, he does. His hands are at his side, ramrod straight, but the rest of him is vibrating with urgency. His eyes are wide and haunted. He did what I told him. Just like the doctor. Please. Okay. Okay. How does this work? Neil. Yes. He looks pathetic. What happened to him? Please. You want me to tell you what to do? 
How far can I go with this? Dance. Do a little dance for me. I've never seen him act like this before in his life. Basketball has given him some strength and grace, but he's never danced before, not like this. But he's trying. For you. For you. Is this how I got the doctor to do it? I wonder. Stop it. Pull out your hair. Brand, please. His hands are trembling as he reaches for his head. He won't. Will he? Pull out your hair. His fingers curl into his shaggy brown locks. Is he really going to do it? He's pulling as hard as he can, head shaking, arms trembling until... Chunks of his hair come free in his fingers. He opens his hands and it spills out onto the ground at his feet. I love you, Ren. He's going back for more. Stop! Stop! Stop. You once asked me why. In all our years of friendship, I never tried to get romantic with you. I always thought you were pretty. And so, so strong. You and Janet went through so much, but I was just grateful to be in the light you cast. Or maybe your shadow. Friends are so hard to find. Harder than lovers. I figured with you, I had something rare. But then... You came to me that night. You seemed so alone. You seemed like you needed me, and... You asked me to kiss you, and... Everything changed. So... I'm kind of mixed up. Something's... Off balance in my head, and... It's you. You are pulling everything toward you. All my memories and thoughts, they roll downhill to you. I see it now. We are meant to be together. And if you love me, then... Then it'll be okay. And you do love me. Don't you? No, Ty. No, I don't... I don't love you. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't have come. We're not gonna be together forever. Oh. Look, we'll... We'll get away from here somehow. Get back to Saltville, settle all this, and and you'll get over me. 
No. <laughs> I won't. How can I? I'm sliding down a hill toward you. My beautiful, beloved monster. Tot, wait. I'll love you forever. Stop. Stop. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Stop. Too late. I don't... I didn't... It's not my fault. Love Talker Episode 8, Cradle, was written, directed, and sound designed by W. Keith Timms, engineered and composed by M.T. Goins, featuring Lev Rodriguez Shivers as Ren, John Cava as Tyler, Will Sanker as Charles, W. Keith Timms as the Love Talker, and members of our ensemble, including Thomas Diaz, Diana Helen Kennedy, Philip Kryanoff, Chelsea Krauss, Aaron B. Lillis, Kelsey Painter, Anthony Proctor, and Will Sanker. The Love Talker is a production of Alien Ghost Robot and Celebrity Tumor and is produced by C.J. Penrith and Nancy C. Timms. For more information, visit thelovetalker.com. Tell your friends and family about the show, and kindly leave stars or reviews on your favorite podcast platforms. And be careful out there on the mountain.
This podcast is devoted to unraveling these mysterious and disturbing cassette tapes that my friend Jack has been receiving in the mail since she was a child. There's something in the woods! I need help! Anyone, please! Look, I would just like to keep the focus on the tapes rather than delving into my home life after every one. Your personal story could be a key component to unlocking this story in some way or another. You're connected to the trapped man. But am I supposed to carry that guilt forever? Is that why I'm here? I've noticed people shy away from accusations that make them uncomfortable, even if it's not pointed at them. That's not fair. I'm not saying I don't believe the guy. I feel like the thing from the woods is, is going to find that I'm in here any day now. If I'm not dead already, I, I think I'm probably going to be pretty soon. Listen to Tapes from Beyond wherever you get your podcasts. Like I told you, no idea how I got inside. That memory jumps to an interior. I will tell you about that time I worked as a courier. I will tell it and it will linger. Celebrity Tumor presents Delivery I know you got questions about him. Where did he come from? How did he do all those things they say he did? Was he a terrorist? Was he crazy? Was his skin really blue? Well, I'll tell you what I know. I was there with him, driving through the back roads under the stars. I was witness to wonders and miracles, and to the darkness that's coursing through the veins of our country. He came to fight it in his own strange way, but no one leaves that fight unchanged. Not even Rael. People ought to know the truth. And I was there. The Book of Constellations is a down-to-earth sci-fi road trip. It's audio fiction, and you can find episodes at bookofconstellations.com or wherever you get your podcasts.